Listening to this podcast isn't working. I'm Heidi, the host here, and it's really nice to have you listening today. So, welcome. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. It's going to be all about things that you are most probably doing wrong, and I'm going to set you straight because we all need a little guidance in our lives. Isn't that the truth? And you know, I think I've got some advice to give. I mean, I'm always on here prattling on about goodness knows what and how I know this and I'm thinking that and I thought this week should be no different so I have kindly uh, you're welcome prepared 10 points here uh, just some helpful advice Uh, some of it may be a little silly some of it you know is deadly serious I mean come on you know it wouldn't be right of me to just have a joke for 10 points there needs to be some truth in there. Otherwise, you're not getting your uh, money's worth here on the podcast. Um, so without further ado, I hope you uh, enjoy and get a lot out of my following 10 points of advice um, to set you straight on the things that you are probably doing wrong. <laughs> Number one. Now, when you make your toast... Do you just slap that butter on and a little bit of jam and whatever and then off you go? Do you think about how far your butter has spread on that toast? Are you sure it's gone to the edge? Because if you can't answer any of these questions and you're saying, oh yes, I just kind of slather things on and willy-nilly. No, no, that's wrong. That's wrong, guys. Uh, No, what you need to do is butter all the way to the edge of the toast. And I am telling you, it will change your life. I'm not joking here, people. I need you to know the truth. If you are not doing this, if you are not taking the care to get that butter all the way to the edge, like one of those beautiful infinity pools, if you're not doing that, you, my friend, are missing out. Okay? It's as simple as that. Number two. Are you just putting peanut butter on your toast? You know, just plain old peanut butter. Smooth. Are you a smooth peanut butter person? Oh, Oh, no, 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 no. What are you doing? Oh, my goodness. Look, you know what? Okay, first of all, I think it would be preferable for you to go crunchy. There's also, you can now get things like dark roast crunchy. I mean, the sky's the limit here. There are incredible choices. You can even get nut butters that have many wonderful nuts in them. A beautiful mix of nuts. Absolutely phenomenal. Crunchy nuts. Crunchy. Did did I say crunchy? Uh, Yeah, smooth peanut butter people, what's going on? But let me put that aside. You can have your smooth peanut butter, but can I tell you peanut butter on its own? No, that's wrong. Don't do that. No, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it. What you need to be doing is butter to the edge, as I said before, point number one, then peanut butter. Yes, butter and peanut butter. Yes, you heard me. That's correct. Then slice a lovely ripe banana across your toast in little beautiful circles in a lovely little pattern and then drizzle honey all over it. You'll thank me later. You're welcome now. Uh, That is the end of that point. I don't need to say any more. You will experience a flavor explosion like never before. And it is a complete meal in itself. If you are feeling fancy, I have been known to sprinkle chia across the top. You're welcome. Number three. Do you make yourself a cuppa and fill it all the way to the top of your cup? You know, 
make a actual cup of coffee. Do you do that? Is that a thing? Yeah, stop doing that. Okay. No, that's not it. That's not it. Don't do it. You're crazy. Uh, you need to change that. Listen here. Okay. You make a whole cup of coffee. That's a lot. That's a lot to drink. That's going to take you a while to get through it. And let me tell you, especially if you're someone who's busy or like zipping around or you're a mom or you're a, I don't know, just someone who's got a lot of stuff to do and your coffee comes in and out of your life while it's in its lifetime. Um, yeah, it gets cold and that sucks. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you how to do it right. Okay. Cause that way you're doing it. No, that's wrong. This is the right way <laughs> is you only make half a cup of coffee. Okay. Isn't now, now you might say, oh dear, the tide's out, the tide's out, Heidi, what are you even going on about? No, listen to me. If you make half a cup of coffee, you can enjoy that cup of coffee while it's hot, finish it all the way to the end, not be leaving dribs and drabs in your cup. And then if you want more coffee, you just make another half a cup of coffee. It's as simple as that. It's a beautiful thing. I just thought I would just lay that one on you because you know what? I'm kind and I'm thoughtful. So there you go half a cup of coffee. That's the way to go from now on. Okay. We've got that straight. Very good. Now, number four, do you go and buy a bunch of flowers, come home and stick it in a vase? I bet you do that all the time. I know you're guilty of it. I can just sense it. Yeah. You're crazy. You're, you're missing out here. You're doing yourself a disservice. This is how you deal with a bunch of flowers. Okay. Go buy yourself a bunch of flowers. Lovely. Beautiful. Don't wait for someone to give them to you. Nobody does that. Well, very rarely. Okay. Go buy yourself what you like, the kind of flowers you like. So you don't get those like really intense lily things that like drop their orange stuff all over your table. And then when I get home, instead of shoving them into one vase, I go around and I collect up maybe three or four little vases and containers and sometimes a jar or whatever I'm feeling, you know, just things that hold water that you can stick some flowers in. And what you do is the main vase. I usually have one that's the biggest. It's not huge, but it's big enough to have a bunch of flowers in it. And what I do is I start with the smallest and I just place one or two flowers in them. I make them nice and I mix it up, mix it up a little bit. If I've got two different bunches of flowers, you know, I do a little mixture and I do some little, almost like little mini bunches uh, or little sprays of flowers that I put in places like the bathroom counter or on my bedside table or wherever I have the, you know, feeling of where I want to put it on the bookcase, you know, and then I've got my bigger bunch of flowers that I might want to put on the dining table or somewhere where everybody can see it a bit easier. And basically what you've done is taken one bunch of flowers or maybe two and turned them into like five little displays of flowers. Isn't that amazing? Basically what I'm saying here is if you've just been buying bunches of flowers, shoving them in the vase, you're doing it wrong. Oh, also I must say when you put flowers into vases, you should always strip any leaves that are going to be below the water. Thank me later and trim the ends. Okay. They'll last a lot longer and get not as manky. Yes. You're welcome. We're all clear now. That's fixed. Good, good. You'll be going out and doing lots of bunches of flowers in your house. Very good. Very good. Take that off the list. Now it's coming up to Christmas. Okay. Christmas is coming. I need you to be prepared. Okay. We can't be going and making mistakes around the Christmas time. It's, it's a, you know, it's an important time of year. We don't need more stress than we've got. It's a stressful time of year. And we all know that uh, coming our way and maybe you've already enjoyed one of these already are fruit mince pies. Now, fruit mince pies. 
Do you buy fruit mince pies or partake of fruit mince pies and just eat the whole thing? Like the pie crust, the fruit mince meat in the middle, you eat the whole thing? What, are you a savage? Are you a savage? Don't do that. Don't do that. That's just crazy, okay? The best way, the right way to eat a fruit mince pie is to remove the lid, okay? Save that for later. Get a spoon or something. Scoop out that manky fruit mince from inside that's always far too rich, far too everything. Just scoop that out and then enjoy. Enjoy the incredible taste of a fruit mince pie crust with no fruit mince inside. And all it's got is that beautiful, delicious, sticky residue left inside of it from the fruit mince itself. It's heaven, okay? You don't have to deal with any crazy like raisins or things. I don't know what's in fruit mince, mincy fruit. You don't have to deal with any of that. You don't have to deal with it, okay? It's just a gift from me to you to tell you this. The right way to eat a fruit mince pie is to eat it without the fruit mince. Yes, you heard it here first, folks. Groundbreaking, okay? Try it try it now recycling okay now i know i just said throw the fruit mints away yes that's a bit of a problem hopefully you know you might have some compost or something like that so you can be a little kinder to the world or maybe you have a friend who really likes fruit mints give it to them okay but recycling this is another issue now i want to ask you do you take your cereal boxes your tissue boxes you know your muesli bar boxes i mean boxes okay small boxes from your pantry and your kitchen and all that jazz Do you put that in your recycling bin? Do you just like pick it up when it's empty and put it in your recycling bin? You do? What are you thinking? Are you crazy? Are you nuts? Are you bonkers? Are you bananas? Don't do that. Okay? No. This is what you do. You take those boxes and you pull them apart until they're flat. You just open both ends and then give it a little squeeze until it's flat. And you know what? That will save so much room in your recycling bin. You'll just be, you'll be happier. That's what I'm saying. You can fit more crap in your bin. Yes, yes. You can put more more stuff in your small recycling bin that's in your house so that you have to wait longer, you, you know, to put it out in the big bin. Because we all know that we don't want to take it out to the big bin all the time. Am I right? You don't want it overflowing all the time because then you have to walk out to the big bin. Oh, no one wants to walk out to the big bin. You know what I'm saying? So save yourself a few trips to the big bin, squash your boxes down flat, and then slide them into your bin. And they take up almost no space. Magic! You're welcome. Now, moving on to more clean topics, not rubbish. Cleaning your teeth. Do you have one toothbrush and it's in a little jar on your bench with your toothpaste and you use that every day? Just one? Is that right? You're just using one toothbrush? What are you thinking? Have you lost your mind? Because no, that's wrong, okay? One toothbrush? No. No, 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 that's not enough. Here's a secret, right? Now, what you do is put your toothbrush where it normally goes. Have one on the counter with your toothpaste, you know, in your wash basin, and that's fine, okay? That's what, that's what all of us do. That's the baseline. Now, if you want to be a little fancy, a little extra, a little uh, more practical, if you will, and give yourself some more options, why not have a second toothbrush? Why not have a second toothpaste tube, you know? And why not keep them in your shower? I'm just saying, I'm just saying give yourself some options. It's a little excessive, I know. And if you're a minimalist, this may not be your thing, but 
Imagine having two toothbrushes. You could put one in your bathroom and one somewhere else in the house. What if you have your bathroom upstairs, but then downstairs you don't have any toothbrushes and like if you're in a rush or you're trying to get out of the house, you know, you could have a second one in like the downstairs loo. Am I right? Or in the kitchen. I mean, why can't you have one in the kitchen? It's just a thought, guys. But I am really trying to tell you that if you're not having more than one toothbrush in your home, you are actually doing things wrong. I'm sorry, Uh, because the right way to do it is the way that is just going to make your life a lot easier. Okay, so maybe go buy yourself a treat toothbrush. Okay, a secret one, one you can just whip out, just whip it out, surprise everybody at the kitchen sink. Okay, after breakfast, whip that bad boy out and just get those teeth clean. You'll be thanking me later. Again, you're welcome. Now, we're up to number eight here. Okay, so we're getting down to the pointy end. Now, I know all this advice is very fantastic. Okay, and I know you're probably feeling a bit overwhelmed. So this one is just a simple one. It kind of is going on the same theme as the last one. So what I want to ask you is, when it comes to washing, like clothes washing, uh, when you have your dirty clothes, do you have just one washing hamper? just somewhere like in your bathroom or something like that. And when it's full, you take that down to the laundry or over to the laundry or whatever you do. You, you only have one. What, what is that about? That's wrong. Okay. That's just wrong. Now, the best way to do this, the right way to do this is now I'm speaking mostly to people with kids. Okay. I will say that that is a little bit of a, you know, just letting you know is um, clothes for some reason, dirty clothes just end up everywhere. Like we literally have them on our stairs, our couch, near the front door, in the kitchen. Like when you have a toddler who likes to walk around with things, I'm telling you, these things get everywhere. And then someone might spill something on themselves while they're in the backyard. You strip them off, you know, there's dirty clothes. Now, if you've got one washing basket, just one laundry hamper in your bathroom, who wants to walk all the way there and put your washing in there? And for that matter, who wants to have to walk all the way to the laundry, you know? Why not have a washing basket in the room you're in? Why not have lots of washing baskets in your house? Now, I did this, especially at our old place, the way it was laid out. I actually genuinely had, there were definitely five washing baskets in my house. I had one in the playroom. I had one in the lounge room. I had one in my kids' room. I had one in the bathroom and one in our room. Wait, is that six? Wow. Okay. Basically, they were everywhere. And it just meant that all those dirty clothes and stuff, they just weren't on the floor anymore. Hurrah. And on washing day, I'd just tip out one into the next one and tip that one into the next one so that it all became one big basket and took that to the laundry. No problems. That, my friends, is the right way to do your laundry. Okay, just catch it everywhere. If it's if it's flying all over your house, then put baskets there to catch it. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that is the right way to do it. Okay, number nine. Now, this is about money. Now, I know not everyone can afford fancy things, okay? I know that. Do you buy cheap irons? You just got a cheap iron from like, I don't know, Coles in your house? Is that that what's going on? Do you have like a pair of cheap shoes? You just got mostly cheap shoes from Kmart or I don't know. Yeah, Is, is is that what's going on at your house? No, no, that's wrong. Okay, you're doing that wrong. You're doing that wrong. I'm sorry, I know, I know you're just trying your best and I do know that cheap things are nice sometimes, but... Can I tell you, from when I was a little child, my mother has always told me, you buy the most expensive iron you can afford and you buy at least one very, very good expensive pair of shoes. Because both of those things, please, please do the right thing here, people. Do the right thing. Do what's going to help you out. 
okay, hear my incredible, incredible life-changing advice here. Buy an expensive iron, whichever one fits within your budget, but the, the best one you can possibly buy and buy yourself a pair of fancy, fancy, possibly something like leather or like very well made, like vegan leather or something beautiful, lovely, expensive shoes. You will not regret it. Okay. And apart from that, it's just the right thing to do. Okay. And that's that. Now, number 10, we're going to finish here. We're going to finish strong on a great piece of advice. Okay. A great way to tell you that you're doing things wrong, but kindly tell you the right way to do it, which is nice, right? Okay. Washing up. I'm talking about dishes this time. Now, when you wash up, do you, you know, faff around, go pick up a few things, like go wash them up or even worse, do you wash up just what's next to the sink and then go, oh, oh I forgot a few, th- oh, there's glasses in my bedroom and oh, I left a cup up there and oh, I don't know, I'll do it later and whatever. What? Hang on. No, that doesn't sound right. You can even hear it when I'm telling you, is it, is it, are you starting to think like I do? Are you in my head? Are you, are you becoming wiser just from hearing my incredible advice? I bet you are. Now, clearly that's, that's wrong. It's wrong what you're doing. It's okay. You know, that's life. We make mistakes. I'm here to set you straight. The right way to do this, okay, is what I like to call the washing up amnesty. Now, I'm a big believer in this. And I preach, I preach, you know, hellfire and brimstone about this. I stand on my box in my soapbox and I say, you need to do a washing up amnesty before you wash anything up. Am I right? You go around, collect every single thing you can that needs to be washed up. And I'm even talking about the weird stuff, the, the, you know, the tricky stuff, the straws, the drink bottles, the weird shaped things, the vases, the pots, the pots with stuff in them. You know, and you don't really want to have to scrub that. You know what? Be full of courage, commit, and do a washing up amnesty. Have a giant pile of everything right next to the sink and know in your heart that there is not one item in your home that has not been brought in on the amnesty. You have nothing, no monkeys on your back, no skeletons in your closet. You have nothing to fear. There is no washing up that is not here. Okay? Doesn't that sound great? Can't you hear in in what I'm saying? Just the genius of this. Because of course, once you have all your ducks in a row, then one by one, my friend, you scrub them up and they are shining in you and you can begin the process all over again. And that, my friends, is my final point that I've made today. My final correction, if you will, uh, to let you know that there are 10 things that you are probably doing wrong and here are the ways to fix them. I hope you've enjoyed my advice and on a more serious note, uh, (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I've had a lot of fun doing this. I know it's very silly, but hey, it's the silly season and I hope you've enjoyed this 20 minutes of silliness with me. I've really uh, enjoyed giving you this episode. So have a great week. Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. And I'll see you here next week. Bye. Cool. That was good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, like that.